What's up, life changers, healers, deep feelers, and hope dealers? The Life Alive podcast is a voice for all people to share their healing stories and a resource for you to tap into your higher love and human potential. This is your host, Doc Schrock. Let's heal, grow, and flow. What's up, everybody? Doc Schrock back with another episode. This is in our series of using stress to your advantage, and we're going to take a little different approach today. I've got Dr. Cameron Brownlee on the line. from He practices in Western North Carolina, and I just want to welcome you today. Thank you so much, Dr. Ryan. So excited to be here and to hopefully share some nuggets of, of wisdom and experience that can benefit the listeners that you have attracted to you. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. And uh, I also hope as well that um, our conversation uh, can be used uh, amongst your amongst your tribe as well. And um, and that can be a great, a great thing for the families that you serve. And thank you for serving the families that you do. Um, I want to start out, uh, we're taking a little bit different approach today because Dr. Cameron he writes for the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association in their, um, in their publication called Pathways to Wellness. And it's a great publication for mamas-to-be anywhere from preconception all the way through postpartum, dealing with uh, emotional issues that pop up in, in all things pregnancy. And also, uh, it's, just got, it's just a fantastic publication, like really good writers, a vast array of variety of people that write for the International Chiropractic Pediatric Association, which we just call ICPA because it is kind of a, a mouthful. But uh, I want to know a little bit more about you and your journey because a lot of this podcast is about people and their healing stories and how they uh, came up against challenges in their life and realized that they probably need to do something different. So Dr. Cameron, share with us a little bit about your background in undergrad and uh, how you actually came to be a doctor of chiropractic. Yeah, for sure. Uh, before I before I share, I will just say I love writing for Pathways to Family Wellness and being associated with the ICPA. I love the Pathways magazine because everybody has their own flair about talking about healing from the inside out and trying to give the readers tools and insights to be able to do that um, from an empowered perspective. I think that's super important. Every little tool we can get is uh, really helpful and it's it's fun to read uh, a holistic, vitalistic magazine. It's very fun. So for me, my chiropractic journey uh, began in undergraduate school and I actually went the medical route to find my chiropractic journey. So I studied microbiology at the University of Michigan. I was born and raised in Michigan. And uh, during my time there, I volunteered in the hospital and I volunteered and then worked in a medical research lab. And it was through a couple of those experiences that I, I began to understand uh, what it was that I actually wanted to do for people. And I remember talking to my volunteer coordinator one day and saying, yeah, I just really want to volunteer and you know eventually become a medical doctor because I want that sense of instant gratification 
with helping people. And this woman laughed in my face. She goes, I don't know if you're going to get that working in the hospital, son. Uh, you might need to look in some other fields. And I just kind of remember scratching my head, not really quite understanding at the time what that was about. You know, fast forward into my gap year after I graduated from school, I'm busting my hump doing 60 plus hours of research in a medical school uh, laboratory at the U of M. I'm volunteering in the hospital as well. Don't get me wrong. I loved volunteering and helping people at the hospital, but the culture and the, the lifestyle experience that came with spending that many hours in the hospital made me understand that I wanted to help people at an earlier phase in their healing journey. I didn't want to help them when they got to this disease and acute medical emergency trauma challenge. I wanted to help them from the get-go. And that's a big reason why I write because I can't always say all the things I want to say during my chiropractic visits I have with people. And essentially through this whole experience in the medical community, and, you know, bless, bless the doctors and bless the people in that field that are trying their best to help people. But for me, the paradigm that I was attracted to and I ended up, it ended up stumbling on my computer somehow was vitalism. I was attracted to vitalism and the idea that there is this innate intelligence inside of us that always, always, always wants us to heal from the inside out. And in particular with chiropractic care if we clear the brain and the nervous system, those nerve pathways are open and Nate can do the work and, you know, families and everybody can heal from the inside out if we open up those nerve pathways. So ultimately I had to go through the journey of discovering what I really didn't want to have for a career in order to discover, you know, a deeper part of myself and uh, this connection that I, I felt in nature as I was taking time away from the lab and, and spending time making more intentional decisions with my life, eating better, moving my body more. So it was this metamorphosis that I went through during this gap year. And the following year, I went to Life University and uh, in a lot of ways, you know, began the next chapter of my healing journey. Because as you know, Dr. Ryan, there's a lot of healing that happens when we go to chiropractic school and really step into this paradigm. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing. That's uh, that's always a good reminder to me is that um, I often tell people that a lot of times that you can experience if you're having sort of a, a career work-life balance, kind of a, a, a purpose moment that we can feel that in our body and it doesn't feel good. So that can manifest as pain or emotional discomfort or feeling like you're irritated often and you're not quite sure why. And it is, I think it's, it is that journey of finding, going on a deeper journey and finding that part of yourself that is really purpose-driven. And so even on the days that I don't feel like going to the office, I make a decision that that's my purpose and I'm not there for how I feel, but how I I am serving people at on this level of there, I know that, some seed inside their body, some spark inside their body is ready to be unleashed to put through that adjustment through maybe even something I educate on or say, or maybe an article you write. And that just, that I, it keeps me up late sometimes. And then also gets me up early and, and drives me to do what I do. Um, my and first I, I think, I think you raise a really important point there, actually, that, 
you know, when, when you are stepping into your true purpose, and this is something that I write about too, you're being pulled by a higher will. It's not just your ego that has to get the job done. You're pulled by something bigger inside of you into that purpose moment by moment. And that's kind of a, for me, that's always been a really comforting feeling, like knowing that I don't have to do all of the work, mm-hmm. you know, with whether I'm adjusting someone or talking to them to educate them or whatever, you know, if, if I feel on purpose and I am open to, you know, this higher will that's kind of leading me through life, um, whatever you want to call that, that higher order, things are easier and things flow better and there's more grace to be had. And even the hard days aren't so hard when you're, when you're living in that true purpose. Absolutely. It takes one baby to come in and then I just, it's like, okay, my day's reset. Uh (laughs) I mean, they're just, they're just pure bundles of joy. Mm -hmm. Um, I do want to talk a little bit later about the, um, the list here of uh, what one of your articles you wrote about how we can stimulate coherence and what that is in the body and also just uh, aligning with that integrity of the body too. But first of all, I think that getting the big idea behind this inside out healing journey that someone may be interested in. So I hear you were on your journey in college. So someone might be listening that's like in high school or college and they are very much like, what am I going to do with my life? And that kind of thing. Or I may have, I'm thinking of one client in particular who is, she's sort of at a fork in the road where she's gotten really great care. She's started to question whether what she's doing is really fulfilling her. And now that she's not focused on so much pain in her body and discomfort, she's getting this bigger idea of like, wow, I just spontaneously want to do healthy activities. And I don't, I don't feel like this job is a good fit for me anymore. And so I think that where to start is just like with this big idea. And I want to, I want to read a part of this because I think it's just, uh, it's about the nervous system and our interface, like what you say between spirit and matter. And it says, uh, in your article, it says in chiropractic philosophy, a branch of vitalism, we maintain in initial underlying premise that gives meaning to everything we do. All the science, all the adjusting art stems from this simple statement. And this is a statement of a principle that we adhere to in chiropractic. And it says there exists a universal intelligence present in all matter, continuously giving it to all of its animating properties. So that's kind of a like sentence that is hard to break down. So do you want to break down kind of the big idea for just anyone listening that's on a wants to do a more natural holistic journey of like sure. why that is important to get this really big idea. Sure. Sure. The, the foundation of chiropractic has, and always will be that there is this greater intelligence in chiropractic philosophy. We call it this universal intelligence. You can call it whatever you want, source, spirit, God, nature. They're all different. It's, it's all words just, just to describe this bigness that exists and this meaning behind our, our life. And the initial premise of chiropractic sets the foundation saying, we believe that there is something bigger than us. We believe that the universe has an intelligence behind it and not everything is just random chance. Mm-hmm. And it's because of this initial premise that everything we do can build and grow from such a strong foundation. Cause I look at that foundation as a foundation of truth. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I, I've had enough 
life experiences to have the wisdom that there is this bigness behind the scenes of life that always wants the best for us, that always wants us to be healthy. It wants us to have healthy pregnancies. It wants us to have healthy families. It wants us to live a life full of purpose and meaning. And so often it's just a matter of getting out of the way of that bigness of that universal intelligence or in inside of ourselves, this innate intelligence to move through us and to help us heal and to help us grow in all the different ways. So, you know, what it really comes down to is, do you believe that everything is just matter and that it's all just random chance or is there, is there something more? And if there is something more to it, you know, how are you going to, how are you going to move forward with your life aligned with that premise? Right. So I, I love, I love chiropractic philosophy because that, that premise was one that, you know, I, I, I knew deep down, but nothing had ever given it words before Mm. and nothing had ever linked the physical with the energetic. You know, I feel like I lived most of my life kind of having these energetic experiences and perceptions, but nobody really having a, a verbology to, to talk about, you know, what that was that I was experiencing. So then I get into these philosophy classes. I'm like, oh, universal intelligence, this intelligence behind the universe. Wow, that's incredible. And then you break it down further in the philosophy talking about the innate intelligence of a living organism. Now, what's that about? That is the self-organizing, self-maintaining, self-healing intelligence inside the human body. It's inside a, a dog's body. It's inside, you know, it's inside any living organism. It wants it to self-maintain, self-heal, self-adapt, self-grow. And we know when we cut our finger that our body is going to have a response to heal that cut or wound. We know that when we sleep, we regenerate in our sleep. We know that there are a lot of things happening behind the scenes inside of our body that we're not necessarily consciously connecting with, with our egoic mind or our educated mind, Mm -hmm. but it's there. It's there. Sure. So, So I think that there are a lot of incredible ways to, be a health practitioner or not even a health practitioner, just a participant in vitalism where you are living your life in alignment with this premise that I'm going to do everything I can do to express this innate intelligence inside of me. Mm. Right. Yeah. Maybe in the beginning, it looks like you're eating a little bit healthier. Maybe in the beginning, it looks like you're moving your body a little bit more. Maybe in the beginning, it's starting to flip the script on some of your thought patterns and breathing and meditating in the morning. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, typically in that stillness and in that increase in coherence that you start to create for yourself, purpose just kind of like naturally arises from within. Right. When, when you're not stuck in the same patterns, you can start to find a deeper purpose for you in alignment with this universal intelligence and in alignment with your soul's calling. Yeah. And I, I have to say that Uh, I had that experience even in my own body as I just go back and think of myself as um, a young guy in his 20s. I get in a five mile per hour fender bender Hmm. and my whole body locks up and I'm just like, this isn't fair. Like, this is not right. And I went and I tried all what I had ever been taught. And I just didn't know that there was this other, like something inside me was like, there's gotta be something different because 
I just like, no one can just live like this. Like I just can't live locked up forever. I can't not move my neck forever, but I was getting more and more down emotionally about it. And I'll never forget that the day, the epiphany I had when long story short, chiropractor notices my posture and something's way off with me. And he says, I could, he says, you got a physical problem, you need a physical solution. And to, whatever that means that to that, that day, it made sense to me because I thought he was talking about something physical, like right. not, not popping the pill or not like do a stretch or something. So I was like, okay, this guy is confident and I I'm drawn to that. Right. And so I go, I get adjusted, I get my range of motion back. And then I'm sitting there on the shoulder press one day. It's just ecstatic that I can work out again. And I, and I start to pick up the weight and I just start to notice, I, I just keep looking at my shoulders and I'm like, something's different. Something's different inside my body. Wait a minute. That chiropractic thing's the only thing I've been doing. I'm going to ask this guy a million questions about this. And right. it was almost like, instead of, uh, like if you'd slide a dimmer switch on and it just like the light looks like it slowly turns on. It was like somebody, every time I picked up that weight, flipped the switch and just like lightning was just going into my muscle. And mm -hmm. I just, I could equate it now to like better, you know, better sensory information into my, my neck and my head and my arms and then better motor output. And I, you know, I could follow the science now and understand why that was happening. But I had that same experience of just knowing inside myself that something inside me was, was different and something from the inside was working better from the inside out. And I had not like taken a drug. I had not put anything into my body to alter how I feel or how I how or like to numb a symptom. I was feeling through the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And so it just reminded me of my experience. And so this leads me to, you know, what the interface of if we, if we can align ourselves with and, and entertain the idea, I always tell new clients, just entertain the idea that you really can heal. I have hope and, and I hope that you can grab on to my confidence because I do this day in, day out and people come in, they get adjusted and they get better. And some mm -hmm. have different journeys. Some are bumpy, some are straight up and some, and some go down before they go up, mm -hmm. but on a consistent basis, allowing the nervous system, which is the, my next question to use this interface mm -hmm. between like what this intelligence actually runs over the cells in our body. Tell us a little about, bit about why the nervous system in the communication to said body is, is so important keeping that, those nerve, that nervous system free of interference. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, I do believe that the nervous system is the interface between the spiritual and the material and, uh, I, you know, when you talk about this experience of, uh, you having this limited range of motion, then getting a chiropractic adjustment and feeling, you know, you, you're saying more sensory input and, and, you know, to me, that just means more awareness, right? Your, your mind had more awareness of your body, right? Yes. Um, and awareness is also, you know, it's not just a physical thing. It's a, it's a spiritual thing too. And, that's why you have yogis and other ancient practices and lineages that practice mindfulness and these yogic postures and all these ways to balance, not just the body, but also the mind in order to connect with something bigger. And I would make the argument that whether it's a chiropractic adjustment or a yogi practicing postures or somebody meditating or somebody receiving acupuncture care, so long as it's 
being done with this intention to connect with this something big, this, this bigness inside of us, this innate intelligence inside of us that wants to be expressed from the inside out, we're really doing the same thing just with different tools. Another way of saying that is you're not your mind and you're not your body. Your, your mind, your nervous system is just a tool. Your body is just the vessel, right? There is something deeper than both of those mm-hmm. and whatever you want to call it, you know, your soul, your true self, as I often write about your innate intelligence, whatever that word is, there is, there is an aspect of the divine within each and every one of us that wants to be expressed from the inside out. And it really doesn't need as much as we think it does. It really just need, you know, if, if, if an area is stagnated, if a nerve inter, if, if a nerve pathway is locked down, how do we open it up? We stimulate it. Hmm. It's not that hard. And then, okay, we stimulate it and it feels better for a little bit. And then it locks down again. And that person's in low back pain again. Well, what do you do? Well, you stimulate it again and you just do that over and over and over again. And then eventually you teach them how to do pelvic tilts and core exercises to stimulate it on their own. And then eventually you get them breathing into the area and visualizing white light in their, in their sacral and root chakra. And eventually they're doing processing on not just the physical level, but all these other deeper mental, emotional and spiritual levels. Mm -hmm. And it's all the same thing. But you can't get there if you don't have the premise that there is this this bigness of innate inside of you. And uh, I think a really valuable tool for my perception is understanding how essential that nervous system and the mind are uh, for enabling that flow of that bigness to be released. Mm -hmm. I I like what you said in your article about it's like a network and it does like you said, it's like a network. Is so we don't exactly know maybe how uh, Wi-Fi or the electricity works that we use, but we usually can build a network or a structure to let it communicate, right? Right. And so we have towers and we have wires, and, and so it's like that. That is inside our body it, as our as our nervous system, and it allows our body to have a network to communicate. Actually, it was just uh, this idea is so grasp graspable. I'm going to make up a word there. I was at an academy yesterday uh, or two days ago teaching second and third graders. And I had them come up on the board and draw the nerve network in a very simplistic manner, but showing how it went through the whole body. And I showed them the brain. And I said, actually, it was a science lesson. I said, actually, science science doesn't exactly know how this miracle of life happens. They, they They can observe the effect of two cells coming together and becoming one. And then somehow that becomes the brain and the nervous system. And then that is coordinating, you know, you, you would become kidney cells, you become toe cells. And I was just joking with him. And I said, it would be, it would be bad if your toe cells and your heart cells got mixed up, right? You don't want your heart and your toes and your toes and your heart. And they all laughed and giggled. Uh-huh. But this, this idea is not hard to, to grasp. There is some philosophical concepts and underpinning, but what you're saying is that it, this, this network connects us and it doesn't just have to be, you know, this, there's two chiropractors, you know, obviously we're, we're chiropractic fans, but saying that there's also other ways that we can create 
uh, positives for our physiology. So this is me telling the the listeners that you part of using your stress to your advantage is finding something like nature or for me, for me, running is less physical. It's a very physical thing and it's hard to do, but it, it also, the benefits that I have of it clearing my mind is actually greater of, of greater importance to me at the end of the day than the physical benefits are of running. So what I'm telling everyone is that there's many different ways. And we're actually going to touch on some of these at the end of the podcast on how to create coherence in the body. And I'm going to have you talk about that in a minute. And so we can maintain the integrity of our body because the innate intelligence or the inborn intelligence of our body is continuously and always building and rebuilding its structure and its network for us to use. And that's empowering. That was an empowering message to me because I didn't know that for a long period of time. I just thought the doctor actually fixed you and that the pill actually did something to, to heal you. And that was just so off. Before we get to coherence, my question to you is, uh, being in research, the more and more research that we do, does it diverge from this idea of vitalism or does it actually further, is it further confirming that that idea is actually true? Like what people feel inside of like, yeah, kind of this gut feeling of like, I think I should do this for my body. I think I should do this. This is good for it. Does it confirm or does it deny it? Because that, you know, a lot of people are out there going to be like, oh, I'm right. person of chance and I just follow only science. Does it confirm right. or deny science? Right. So science is always going to be a limited perception because a large part of science is being done from one side of ourself. It's, it's being done through the left brain, but we don't just have a left brain. We have a right brain and there's got to be some aspect of our experience that is beyond understanding and, and linearity. So I, I think that letting go of that perception that science is all like, like letting science be a God, essentially, I, I think it's, it could be worthwhile to sit with maybe letting go of such an attachment to science and understanding that it is a tool for our left brain to use to understand the reality that we're experiencing. And yes, science is starting to pick up on these universal principles that chiropractic and other ancient modalities of healing have been founded on. I love Joe Dispenza's work. He does really great science. He is doing these seminars and meditation uh, retreats where he hooks people up to measure their heart coherence and is seeing statistically significant changes over relatively short amounts of time just by getting the brainwave state into that lower theta meditative state. And, you know, honestly, participants at his retreats and his seminars are experiencing healing miracles, right? Because he is tapping into the quantum field and what is available through creating more coherence within the mind body so that this healing power inside of our body can be brought to the surface. So I love Joe Dispenza's work. And I know there's lots of other uh, scientists out there that are learning uh, about coherence and how the body heals in lots of different ways. You know, one route that my wife and I have been through recently is doing a lot of 
healing through autoimmune conditions. So my wife was diagnosed with uh, lupus when she was in her early 20s. And we've been on a healing journey with that and have had all sorts of healing insights through everything from emergency visits and um, surgeries and challenges. And we've been through the gamut in a lot of different ways. And we have been led into learning about how we can we can heal ourselves through the food that we eat and we can be really intentional with what we're putting in our body and uh, letting that be a, an input that enables the innate intelligence to heal from the inside out too and there's lots of science showing how we can reduce inflammation in the body by eating you know plant-based diets or um, you know I won't go into all the details of that because it's kind of a rabbit hole but we found this this uh, this new uh, doctor, uh, she's called, or her brand is Goodbye Goodbye Lupus, and uh, I'm blanking on her name right now, but we're really enjoying that research, and it just keeps going. You know, I, I think there's lots of research and science that just keeps showing us the innate healing properties of the body that are readily available, and it's great to have those tools and resources. And if you can just be open to the idea of it and it being simple. Um, maybe we don't need as much permission as we think we do from science. Sure. And so that once uh, that uh, kind of leads into what I want to ask you about coherence, and then we'll get into some of these actual practical things that we could do. Yeah. What um, What do you mean when you when you're in this article and you uh, talk about consciousness, and we talk you talk about um, how this, this nervous system is just the simplicity of it, even though it's a really complex thing, the simplicity of it, of it being all interconnected is, is what the idea that we really need to connect to. What do you mean with coherence and integrity in the body? What, what is meant by, cause a lot that's might be a new term like coherence. Right. So coherence refers to, uh, frequencies. So, so we have, either coherent frequencies or we have discoherent frequencies. So how the energy is moving through the physical matter is going to have some form of expression. You know, you can think, I think a, a great example is like you walk through some of these like, uh, like boutique shops and you'll see these wind chimes and you'll see kind of some of these cheaper tacky ones and, and you'll kind of tap them to hear what it sounds like. And it's like, Ooh, that kind of sounds like, discordant it yeah. doesn't sound that great it sounds a little discoherent or as opposed to if you found like a quality chime at maybe a nicer store or even ordered one online and it, it has um you know like the like the 432 you know frequency chimes or um you know we we listen to like this chakra music that has these coherent frequencies and you you chime it and there's just something inside of you that knows oh like that sounds nice. I can relax into that sound. Okay. And I think that's a really good example and, uh, you know, physical expression that we can use to understand that we have those different frequencies, you know, those chimes, if you will, and all these different little energy centers inside of our body and physical representations of those energy centers are what we call these nerve plexi or these nerve bundles we have lower nerve bundles down by our sacrum in our in our lower part of our pelvis we have nerve bundles 
around the heart and the pericardium. We have nerve bundles around the throat. We have the pineal gland and the pituitary gland. We have a physical manifestation of these energy centers and our energy centers can either be discoherent or coherent. And based on the coherence of our energy centers, we're going to have either a physical expression of health or disease. So when I talk about coherence, I'm also talking about healthy, balanced physiology Mm, and how everything can communicate with each other and talk to each other and be connected. And uh, I would say connected is, you know, really what integrity comes down to. We want every, we don't want there to be any weak links in the chain. We want to have integrity and we want to have coherence that is amplified by that integrity. So any weak, we all have a weak spot in our chain, whether it be our low back, whether it be uh, an autoimmune condition, whether it be poor eyesight, whether it be um, liver problems, digestive problems, whatever it is, uh, we can focus on creating coherence in that area through practical ways, but also just through breathing and feeling and using our nervous system to mitigate healing awareness to that area of our body. How would be a way that you would do like take take someone through a short exercise of how they would do that on the Yeah, so what I really like what I really like to do is I'll do white light meditations. Um and I'll just sit upright and I'll breathe into uh my perennial space, so just underneath my tailbone, and I'll breathe and I'll visualize white light there. And maybe I'll, I'll associate some, um, some intention with it, like unconditional love. And I'll just breathe into that area until it feels warm and good. And then I'll make my way up to the next spot, maybe a little bit beneath the navel and beneath the belly button. And I'll breathe into that area and I'll maybe engage my core a little bit and try to make my spine feel better while I'm breathing into that area. And I'll just work my way up through those energy centers and through the body and really just use it as a tool to yes, create, you know, we can talk about the energy and creating coherence, but it's also just really what we're doing is we're facilitating new nerve connections and more um, synapses between our brain and our body so that we can open up those conscious, we can consciously open up those communication channels. So I'll, I'll work my way up to the heart and I'll breathe into the center of the chest and feel my shoulders relax. I'll go all the way up into the top of my head and then I'll work my way back down and I usually end the practice with some gratitude. I like to I like to say grounding grace. I like to ground grace. And one of the best ways to ground grace is with gratitude. So just being grateful for yourself to have taken that time and, and put that energy into creating coherence and uh, listening to, you know, what your body and what your neurology is telling you. Yeah, I think that's a great practice. And um, I don't personally do that one, but I have heard that, you know, that if you just, uh, that mind body connection of just focusing on trying to focus on an area and then whatever intention you want to put forth that a positive intention or even keeping a gratitude journal, because then you have the act of writing down and you've got the physical action with that. That's a little bit more tangible sometimes for someone. Yeah. Um, another thing that you have on here is like stretching, or mm-hmm. proprioceptive neuromuscular facilitation. Uh, a lot of times what's maybe even easier to grasp is just something as simple as if someone's neck hurts 
uh, I always tell people tight muscles are weak muscles a lot of the time and they've right. been static for too long. So we need to move them around. So just really even just breathing through the belly and moving your neck, you know, rotating side to side, ear to shoulder, ear to shoulder, look back at the ceiling, open your chest and your heart up. Just doing that, you know, five times a day, you know, 30 or 40 seconds while you're sitting in front of that computer or stand up and the brain does a big hormone dump if you're under gravity and standing up. So this don't have to be really complex or like, you know, if you're not a visualistic person, don't right. worry, you don't have to do that practice, but give me something like with core activation that, you know, a lot of people at, you know, talk about core and what, like a desk worker, you know, what's something that someone could do for core activation during the day? Yeah. So, you know, if, if somebody's sitting down a lot during the day, you can just do a constant check-in to make to see whether or not your posture is collapsed or whether or not you're slightly pulling your belly button in and slightly squeezing your butt to sit up straight. And one way that one thing I often give people that are sitting a lot is I'll tell them to do pelvic tilts and pelvic lifts in the morning. So, you know, you're just laying on your back with your knees bent, you squeeze your belly button in and you you tuck your tailbone, you push your low back into the floor. And that activates those core muscles around the spine and around the torso uh, to start getting the brain to turn on those deep core muscles. And then you can do a pelvic lift and you'll squeeze your butt a little bit and lift your butt up off of the floor. And that'll activate more of those core muscles and sure. activate that, that butt muscle a little bit too. Because when you're sitting all day, your butt muscles aren't activated. So mm -hmm. you need to activate the butt. <laughs> gotcha. Absolutely. And then what about... Uh you put on here like mindfulness and mm -hmm. we talked about, I like your, your comment earlier about <clears throat> what I might perhaps was experiencing in my moment of, wow, I'm lifting this weight with more quality or like, it's like, feels like lightning going mm -hmm. through my body that I was more aware. And, and I actually know that uh, a lot of Dr. Dispenza's work uh, focuses on tapping into this awareness. You know, even he says like, you know, feel, feel the space behind your eyes. And it's like, wow, I haven't even like, <laughs> I don't even know what that means right now. But <laughs> right. if you practice these things, it actually, you actually can get better at them, whatever that means to you. Like I said earlier, you got to find a practice that, that you connect with. But tell us a little bit about what um, some mindfulness, you, you talk about the clarity strategy. What is that? Yeah. So I, I think, First off, my, mindfulness, I use that word because people know what it means, like because people have heard of it before. Okay. But it's more it's more like mind emptiness in a way. It's oh, like okay. mind, mind spaciousness. Mind space, like, yeah. Mind space, right? Um, we want to create, create more space for our mind because if we have more space for our mind, it's easier for the infinite possibilities of the quantum field to be able to intuitively enter into our mind, you know? So we become more adaptable in that way. And the clarity strategy, honestly, it's just, it's just my personal way of talking about this initial premise of chiropractic. The clarity okay. strategy asserts that no matter what, every second of every day, there is a consciousness present that always is there for us to connect with. We always have this spaciousness within our mind within our body, within our heart, that will connect us with this consciousness that always wants us to heal, always wants us to grow, always wants us to feel on purpose and joyful in our life. 
And if we can get out of our mental patterns that keep our head stuck in these limited perceptions and these, these old stories that just kind of keep us chasing our tail, if we can, if we can begin to still our mind and find spaciousness in, in our mind and assert the clarity strategy, we make more room for consciousness or universal intelligence or source or spirit or God, whatever you want to call it. We make more space for that, that bigness inside of our life and things don't have to be so hard and challenging. And Mm -hmm. it was funny the other day, I have a client who really likes, you know, she, she's a hard worker. She likes to do manual labor. It's all she's ever known, but her feet are really, really hurting her because she's standing at a cash register and it's collapsing her foot arches and she's already had a surgery. And I was like, okay, you know, she's like kind of came in distraught crying and we, we processed it a little bit. Just, I just listened and listened. And then I was like, okay, I think a solution is going to come. Right. I think, I think we, we can figure something out for you and we get her adjusted. And at the end of it, you know, because I'm like, cause as you know, Dr. Ryan, as you're adjusting someone, you're making space inside your own mind as well. Right. You're, yeah. you're participating in that practice too. Right. And, uh, it just like came to me like, Oh, we just need to get a, a chair for you at the cash register. And you can like go on and off the chair and take breaks and take pressure off your, your feet. And that's the solution. So we wrote her a doctor's note at the end of the day and boom, bada bing, you know, is just, there is the spaciousness that was available for an easy practical solution to come into our field of awareness. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. I think that people can identify with more of feeling like their brain is going a million miles an hour and it's cluttered or perhaps they've got to the point of exhaust. And so they start to get the brain fog (laughs) and you know, in the malaise and the fatigue and all these different words that we describe that we're just not making the space. We're not decluttering our space and I actually like the the, the term space because um, really science actually confirms that we're like more space. You know, there's like our nerves don't even touch each other. They're just they're there, but there's space. And then they're communicating chemically and they're communicating electromagnetically. And right. so it's kind of it's kind of neat to think about like we're we're actually quite a bit of space. Like we're just like these 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 space holders, right? And we get to choose somewhat what what things that we hold space for in our life. So uh, with that being said, I just want to thank you for, and just honor you for, for you, you doing your, it sounds like you really do the things that you teach. And I really respect practitioners that, you know, you're, you're writing these articles. So that's your heart and your energy and your mind going forth saying it is important to, to write these articles because it does educate people and it does empower people. And uh, I just want to thank you for doing that because it does take your time. And I also want to thank you for just practicing what you preach because I, I often will like what going back to the beginning, I will often tell my, my clients, I said, when you, when you look for practitioners, look for the connection. Look, look for a relationship there first. Now there could be some different skill levels, but if they went through school, if they got the degree, if they're, if, you know, they're in practice and, and they're, you know, they, they seem like you, you have a connection, most likely it's going to be a good, a good fit. But also I would say, you know, judge a book by its cover somewhat, like look at the person. Do they seem energetic? Do they seem like they enjoy what they do. Are they dragging or do they, 
they seem like they like to be active and they, they seem healthy because most likely you want a guide or a leader that is as healthy or healthier than you, maybe a few steps ahead of you in some aspects, because then that they become a true teacher to you and you can actually learn something from them. So uh, I just want to thank you for being, being who you are. And um, with his last words, uh, would you, what would you, t- do you have a story that you'd like to share or do you um, have some parting words with, for people to use stress? So like use this awareness that they have of this, this new big idea mm-hmm. to use stress to their advantage, because we're all going to come up against stress, chemical, physical, and mental and emotional. Right. So mm-hmm. how would you say to best, uh, you know, imparting words to best use their stress to their advantage, knowing this idea? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, first off, thank you so much, uh, for those really wonderful words. It's an honor to be able to, to write and, uh, express, you know, my heart in this way. And I really love, uh, the connections that it's brought to the surface and look forward to continuing to write, writing for pathways magazine and writing more books. I'm working on my second book right now, uh, true self-compassion. That's been a big journey. <laughs> yeah. In the clarity strategy, is that your first book? That's the first. Okay, one. so people listening, I can actually put those links up to those if people want to check them out. The clarity strategy is a book that um, Dr. Cameron wrote, um, and he had a better idea of how to. You know, sometimes it just takes a, a manual to understand how to maybe go take yourself through a process. Yeah, yeah. What's and, the true um, self book uh, before you before you answer the question? What's the true self book about? So, so it, it's true self to clarity strategy. So it's a true self series and it's this whole, you know, we, we talked about it a lot. True self is what I call this innate intelligence inside of us that wants us to heal. So I'm, I'm going, I've embarked on a journey to write six books of this true self healing journey. And I wrote the first one about two years ago and I'm working on the second one on compassion. And it's funny how life uh, shows you that you do have to walk the walk before you get to the process of actually being able to manifest the article or the book. So on. Totally. And, uh, it's been humbling and it's been wonderful. And, you know, it, I think through any of the, you know, going back to your question for what you wanted me to end on, you know, any of the challenges that we have in our life, any of the stress that we have, it's all just, fuel for our awareness and our integration to to pull out the the nuggets of wisdom from um i had a client that was having seizures like once a month you'd wake up in grand mal seizures uh it happened three months in a row before he came in to see me and we got him started with the care and living this lifestyle and he committed to the journey he committed to the true self journey he read the books he was, he showed up for his adjustments, not just showed up physically, but showed up ready to do the healing, ready to do the work, ready to say yes to the, to the infinite possibilities that await inside of our true self. And, uh, he had one more, one more seizure, like two weeks into care, because I think he kind of fell back on some of the lifestyle stuff, but then like two years now, no seizures whatsoever. He's totally committed to the healing journey, you know, and and opening up more self-compassion for himself and these, these practices to 
really continue healing himself on a really deep level. So I would say that in the beginning for anybody out there that's going through challenges, that's going through stress, it's just a simple, it's just a simple decision to say yes and trust this potential that you have inside of yourself. If you can just reorient yourself a little bit and be open to the possibility that you can heal and just say yes, the universe will always bring forth some opportunity, that perfect practitioner or that perfect circumstance, that perfect opportunity to give you that next step along your journey. And then, and then, it'll, and then it'll provide you another step and another step and another step, and it just keeps going. And in my mind, in my heart, that's the true self journey. And it's not about the destination. It's about one step after the other. Yeah. So when you see a stress, say yes. I like that. Yeah, <laughs> well, thanks for being on today. Um, uh, I want to say goodbye to you in just a second. So um, just thanks for being on and, and just don't jump off quite yet. All right. We'll uh, talk here in a sec. And there we grow again, Life Alive Tribe. I'm so grateful you stopped by. We say something around here every single time. No matter where you are right now, it's time to pick your chin up, roll your shoulders back, and say, I choose to live a life totally alive. What's up, Life Alive?